Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Well, today is Share the Show Tuesday. And on Share the Show Tuesday, I like to kind of give people a little overview of who we are, why we're here, and kind of how to listen. So I'm Monica Perez. This is Brad Binkley. We kind of got together, met each other as a uh, radio show. I had a radio show, The Monica Perez Show on WSB in Atlanta, and Binkley was on the air with me. He was my kind of sidekick or producer. And uh, this year or a year ago, there was a changing of the guard over there. Maybe our stuff was too controversial. We don't know. But that show ended. But fortunately, we had taken all that training and uh, we were being kind of groomed to have a daily show and we decided to apply it to a daily show as a podcast and it's actually a much better show except for the fact that we don't take calls that was really fun so what we do is we just take the headlines of the day that you're going to hear regurgitated in every mainstream media outlet on the television and radio and we we tell you what the headlines are but we try to peel back the propaganda and tell you what really happened and why it's a big story, because it's never really a big story just because it's newsworthy based on the facts. It's a big story because they are trying to serve an agenda with that story. So if the truth serves the agenda, they tell you mostly the truth. If the spin serves the agenda, you're getting mostly the spin. We try to show you the difference between the truth and the spin and what the agenda is. And this is for anybody who isn't, even people who are completely fed up, but like anybody who wants to know the real truth, who's out in the world anyway, who has coworkers, who has kids in school, who kind of wants to see what's coming, maybe take a part in being active, spreading the word or, or knowing when to, uh, having an alarm sounded for when it might be a good time to, defend the bill of rights or or watch out for new gun laws coming down we try to serve a purpose here but it's a lot of stuff it's just the two of us it's 45 minutes a day at the most if you're listening to patreon and uh we try to jam it all in so if you want to turn it on to somebody else it is share the show tuesday you just got to tell them you just have to dive in dive into the deep end (laughs) and after a day or two you'll completely be up to speed you'll get it and you'll really like the pacing but it's fast paced cuts to the chase and with that that is exactly what we're going to do. Yeah, to so, tell them to do it. It feels so much better to say yes. <laughs> it's very refreshing. No. Yes. Yes. So uh, we are talking about today's top story, which is there are riots in Minneapolis. Happens to be at exactly the time that the Chauvin trial seems to be in its final stages. The Chauvin trial is Derek Chauvin. He was the cop who is on trial for... Uh, the death of George Floyd for putting a knee on him until he died. So we can touch on that a little bit. Uh, Binkley's been saying from the beginning that the most likely scenario is that he gets off and the city erupts. Maybe the country erupts. Probably the country erupts because this was the case that caused the country to erupt last year. Yeah. So <laughs> just what happened, and I'll let you kind of get into how the, this is, seems like round two. But what happened just uh, the last day or two was a uh, black guy was stopped. Dante Wright, I believe they pronounced the name. Mm-hmm. And he was stopped. 
the his mom said it's because he had an air freshener dangling off his rear view. Then I read that it's because he had an expired registration on his tag, which is a very I mean, I would never drive around with that if I was worried about getting stopped. Then they said he had outstanding warrants. I've seen reports that it was for a joint and pot's legal now. So that seemed rash. But then Binkley did some sleuthing. He'll tell you about that, that the story doesn't end there. But bottom line is the guy tried to run away. And one of the cops, a 26 year veteran, Kim Potter, the official story is she thought she was going to tase him, but she shot him to death instead. And, and I want to pick apart her story and a little bit of that. But let me take a breath and Binkley, give us some of the details on those charges. Well, he was charged with aggravated robbery of the first degree, and he was charged with messing with somebody's car. Were without these their the permission. outstanding warrants? This is, is this his history or these are the actual outstanding warrants? I believe these are the outstanding warrants. Right. They're from 19, 2020, 2019. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He has like five or six different charges on all of these. And yes, their drugs are some of the charges, but there's also weapons charges. There's also the aggravated robbery charge. Yeah. He seemed to have a, a history and that doesn't mean that what happened was justified at all by any means, but it could be why they stopped him. And beyond that, I always talk about this case, Anthony McLean, a guy who was a passenger in a car that was stopped for having no front plate, I think. He had issues with the cops, so he tried to run away. The cop shot, shot him twice in the back, did not have his camera on, later said he had a gun. This I've never shown anyone the six minutes that the cops released to explain this away and not charge the cop who hasn't said the cop was wrong. Every single person, everybody. So... This, to me, the reason this guy, so we hear, oh, it was just a joint, oh, it was just an air freshener, and then you do some sleuthing and you find that it's deeper than that. Hmm, maybe there's more to the story than we know. Maybe it's not as simple as clear cut. So there's definitely the idea that you could, you're going to have two sides emerging that makes this the kind of story that gets focused on. But the timing is too, it's too, it's almost unbelievable that there would be a timing like this. So now I'm going to go in the down the rabbit hole if you're ready, Binkley. Yeah, I want to comment on the timing too, but yes, go, go down it. the rabbit hole, please. Okay, well, I'll go down the rabbit hole. So you see, so it's like, ah, I hate to watch these videos. They're either very painful or they're aggravating because they don't, they're too cut. And it, of course, it was quite cut. And it's the two male cops and a female cop. You cannot see his face. You cannot see Dante Wright's face. So I don't know if it really is him. There is somebody in the passenger side. I don't know if I, I, I didn't remember to look at the timestamp, but when you see her, the Kai, you see the footages of her body cam and you see a gun out in front of her. It's definitely not a taser. It's definitely a gun. And she's saying what you hear her say. So it could have been overdubbed. I have no idea. It might not even be her. You don't see her face. You don't see his face. She says, I'll tase you, tase you, tase you. And then she says, oh, I shot him. So, and he, and he ran, and he, you do see him pulling away in that. So you also don't see him being shot to death in those pictures. So I don't know if this is the kind of thing they have in their back pocket and they roll it out to frame it a certain way. I mean, that is down the rabbit hole. Like this would be a full on psyop if that were true. I think that probably is true and I have more to the story than that, but I'll pause there. Yeah. It's another one of those confusing videos where it's hard to tell what's going on. And 
it's definitely possible that somebody is that caught up in the moment where they grab the wrong taser. I, I don't know. People do things in tense moments like that that are, are unexplainable at times. She's had a lot of experience on the force. Has she ever been in a situation like that? I don't know. Regardless of it, it could very well be an overdub. The impact of it is still going to be these protesters, these riots. It's it's not going to matter to all these protesters what the outcome of it is or any of it because they've gotten what they wanted. They've triggered the protests. The protests have already, they've already started the 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 George Floyd reaction to the Chauvin trial protest. It's like they're warming them up. It's like let's get out there and let's warm up on the field. That way, when the the verdict comes down and he's acquitted, you guys are all ready to go and and you've you've honed your skills. And it's sickening what they're doing with all of this. The fact that this happened on this date the fact that they are making it partisan and they're making it divisive instead of instead of urging people to be calm the fact that this other video that came out and i'll tell you more about that in a minute came out on this weekend the video of this the army medic being ta- being pepper sprayed from yesterday yeah from yesterday that is also being used to stir up this outrage and there's articles now about how these two events are just fueling the fire of course they're fueling the fire that video was taken in december the army medic incident happened in december yet right. we're just now seeing the video now this timing is specifically to cause chaos they are trying to cause chaos yes and and i would say the story that this was an accidental shooting that she thought she was shooting it with a taser instead she was shooting with a gun she and the mother his mother Wright's mother validates that says it's it's such a shame this was um, a horrible accident it's unacceptable but i i find it very hard to believe that this chick she was a 26 year veteran of the force uh i read in several articles um that a hennepin county attorney's office report from august 2020 lists as the head of the Brooklyn Center Police Union at that time. Now, I cannot find a Brooklyn Center Police Union. There's a, a policeman's association and there's a larger union. Every time I try to press through on any of that, all of that stuff's been 404 Everything's yeah. been taken oh, down. The sites are down? Yes. I cannot do, do find their Facebook page. I can't find anything. I did find a 2018 article about the Minneapolis St. Paul tasers, and it shows the tasers as yeah. being 100% bright yellow, not the kind of gun that the kind of taser that looks like a gun with yellow stripes on it big giant looks like a flare gun to me so either they completely got rid of those and have totally new ones i don't know but i'm very suspicious at that story and i will i have a couple of it is tough it's tough to believe yeah I have a I have the punchline if you want to hear what yeah, I think this it. is headed to. Okay. So first of all, you you don't see you only see her live stream. So we never see her face because she's behind the camera, but there are two other cops there. I'd like to see their body cams. And I would also like to say that any any government run camera that isn't the uh, product of a specific warrant pursuant to the Fourth Amendment is public property, in my opinion, and should be connected to a live streaming URL at all times that can be monitored by the public. So uh, that is, I think, an important point to always mention. But what I think is happening here, among other things, they always serve many agendas. The riots, for sure. That's definitely the main thing. But there are some parallels here with some other stories we're hearing about, including the Capitol riots, supposed whatever. They weren't even riots. The the uh, 
the January 6th event. So I said just yesterday, I believe, that I think that what they're trying to do is retire the old cops because we keep getting these stories of people saying they were they were doxxed on a January 6th video and the FBI showed up to their house and were sheepish and thought it was ridiculous. Do you remember me saying like, I yeah. really think that they're just trying to get rid of these old cops so that the new snowflake generation or iGen will be will just think this is normal. It's like go to people's houses and ask them about their yeah. whereabouts during a political rally. So I've been saying they want to retire those old cops just like they want to put old people on ventilators in New York. And for the same reason, just get them out of the way. And this is part of that. She's been in the force for 26 years. I also heard, I think it was a capital um, investigation that they said that they felt that the cops are not being trained in modern techniques anymore, modern techniques. So I feel like she's a 26 year veteran that they may portray her as being like rusty or untrained. She wasn't brought up on tasers. Interesting. And, uh, and they're, uh, Two other quick things on also that. the then, women angle, which you mentioned yesterday when we were talking about this, they, they could they could cause a little bit. There's a potential for a dialectic there, also. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So uh, they also just threw in there that this is reinforcing the 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfews. Remember, people, that was a slippery slope that we were pushed down from COVID. This is not an okay thing to do. It's not normal, um, and BLM too, I guess. And then another thing that I found interesting and folding into the capital stuff was the capital six january 6 stuff was in this case the mayor this brooklyn center mayor was given control of the police department so i guess that this chick resigned and i think also the police chief or whatever resigned or the city manager resigned who was in charge of the police the mayor was given control of the police to streamline things and establish a chain of command. And that's exactly what they said. Remember that narrative coming out of the Capitol January 6th thing where they said we had to wait for the Pentagon so we couldn't respond and it took us hours and yeah. we really need... I reported that on the show. So I see that as being you know, central, straight to the top, no checks and balances, little transparency. The fewer the people who know what's going on, the better. And this is one way to do that. And then... This all leads into the story coming out of Knoxville in one small way when we're ready for that one. Well, go ahead. Tell us that one. Okay. So in so another big story was Knoxville. There was a shooting in something called Austin East High School in Knoxville. So the article I read said it was funny. It was a Wall Street Journal article, and it said... This is just incidental. Four students from Austin East were killed in separate shootings earlier this year. That was in the Wall Street Journal. Did you hear about a school shooting in Knoxville, in Austin, East in Knoxville earlier this year? That would be big. Four no. people shot? Well, I, there was one that was a couple days ago. Is this the same one? From, yeah, that's yeah. this one. That's the only one I was, heard, yeah. Okay, so I just read you a quote, and we talked about how there was a school shooting in Austin, where they're in the Austin East thing in Knoxville, where four students died. That is not what they meant. What they meant is... Four students who went to that school have died or been involved in school sh in shootings who went to that school. So it's a terrible neighborhood. Yeah. And these teenagers, 16, 17 years old, uh, some of them seems to be involved in criminal activity. And I don't care about drugs or weapons or anything. You should not. That Those shouldn't even be crimes. Like you have a right to weapons. Do you have a right to drugs? You know, the government may interfere with that. But but my point is they make it sound like there were school shootings when there absolutely were not. Yeah. And then further than that, 
uh, this is where I think it folds into the other themes, big themes. The what happened was the kid was in the bathroom with a gun. The cop comes in, gets himself shot, I guess, or is shot by the guy. I don't really know exactly how it happened, but he shoots the kid to death and he gets shot himself. It seems like. Yeah. Okay, but the kid is shot to death. Then I'm going to read you a quote and you tell me or paraphrase a quote and you tell me who you think would say this. Okay. This wasn't a school shooting. It was an officer involved shooting. There were no shots fired until the officer intervened. Who do you think saying that? What official or what specific person? Anything. What, what person would you think that would come from? The family, the school, the lawyer, the cops. Who would say that? Say, say the quote one more time. Yeah. It wasn't a school shooting. It was an officer-involved shooting. No shots were fired until the officer intervened. That's uh, you would think the cop would say that or sheriff. Yeah, the, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation said that. And I actually thought it was weird for him to say that because it points the finger at the cop for escalating this into a violent situation, for injecting the danger and the violence into the situation, which I thought usually they overplay. I think they usually overplay the person with the gun as having asked for it. Yeah. And my argument, having seen it myself, is shit's pretty. Oops, sorry. Says pretty okay. I like it's totally within the realm of comprehension with belligerent kids or whatever until a cop with a gun shows up. Now, this kid had the gun, but I always feel like they escalate. No knock raids and stuff just turn absolutely peaceful situations where most people are sleeping into violent altercations where someone dies. You know, and I just that's a problem. But it surprised me to see the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation saying that. And this is what I think it's all about, is that. They are really pushing hard to change the nature of policing and transform it into where you have people who are there trained to de-escalate. And I don't know why. You know, that's a big thing that they're pushing. And I don't know why they're pushing it. You know, I saw that theme pop up somewhere. I can't remember where, but I was reading something that was completely separate to this. And they were talking about this new type of training for new police officers. I think you're onto something here. I mean, is it so that they can categorize everything as a mental health issue? Because when they do send social service workers to people's houses. Yeah, yeah, because you have no rights then they can put you in jail and a mental institution or take your weapons away without trial if it's a mental health case. Yeah. But if cops are involved, you get they have to read you your rights. They, you know what I mean? Like there's there are different protocols. And I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, they are starting to talk about sending these social service workers out instead of police officers. I've definitely seen that theme emerge and that, you know, hopefully they aren't sending social service workers out to handle a uh, in a live shooter situation that would be that probably not going to oh, yeah. be able to handle that very well. Yeah, but but it happened in Henry County. There was one, a guy named Ryan Johnson, who was in his house. Somebody called the cops. He had a gun and they evacuated the house. Everybody but him and the mother begged, please let me go in there and talk to him. And they said no. And they shot him to death with like 100 bullets. There's something Jeez. crazy like that. And, you know, I can see how it gets like that. But yeah. the, the mom wanted to take the chance and. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah makes I you not want to call a cop. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It makes you not want to call a cop in those, in those circumstances. But a lot of uh, news coming out of Georgia these days. 
I want to go back to the army medic thing. Yeah, do it, do it. The army medic story where the the guy was, he was pepper sprayed in the parking lot of a gas station and then it was on camera and he was put down on the ground and the cops looked terrible. And this story is also being used to fuel the protest and the riots. And it looked suspicious to me at first because it was tight quarters and you didn't see all of the footage. And then I read an article about how the guy driving the army medic, he set up his camera while it was going on. And I got a little suspicious and I found more of the video and I found some of the video that he filmed also and in my opinion he was bird dogging he's an activist and he was bird dogging and he drove like two miles before he pulled off into a gas station his car had what looked like tinted windows it had no license tag so it's a legitimate stop and the officers behind the car telling him to put his hands out he's not putting his hands out then you see some of the footage inside of the car and inside the car you can see that he's clearly he looks like he's He looks like he's setting something up. He looks like he wants this to happen, in my opinion. Either way, they didn't show you the media, didn't show you the full context. They didn't tell you that this happened in December. And they didn't tell you that this guy is at the top of his Instagram page pushing his GoFundMe, which he has like $6,000 from, which I... I'm sure you got it all yesterday. This is a bird dogging activist, in my opinion. And the media doesn't care. They're fueling all of this stuff because they want this. They want this riots to break out. They need it. They tubing over. This is probably what Tubin was watching when he was doing that. He's probably watching old <laughs> footage like from it. the George Floyd riots because oh the media just lies to people to, to fuel them up. And if you're a protester, you're probably not listening to us. But if you happen to be, don't forget that last summer when Patrice Cullors and Linda Sarsour and all of them sent people out to go put their bodies on the line. They weren't putting their bodies on the line. They were in their million dollar houses while people were putting their bodies on the line, getting arrested because they were getting filmed by drone cameras and by street cameras and everywhere. In the past year, the FBI has been using that footage to arrest people. And there's people facing decades in prison because of what they did. Don't fall for the same trick. You're being set up. I agree with that. There's a lot of uh, trickery and BS coming out of the news. And I and it's funny because you really are being in Georgia at the center of so much of the political strife. I mean, we thought Ahmaud Arbery would be the one, the trial that would be ignited, igniting the riots, you know, and they, and I think that what they do is they set up a bunch of different possibilities yeah. and whatever takes fire and maybe it still will take fire. I mean, we should find out an update on that. I'm That's sure a good it's not point. Over. Uh, yeah, I'll look at that tonight because we haven't heard much about that story. But in Georgia... They are. Did you want to move on to that? The Will yeah, Smith? I think. Well, let's get the Will Smith thing, and then we'll move on uh, to the last story. Okay. Yeah, in Georgia, they had been talking about boycotting the movie industry. They get a big tax break in Georgia, and a Will Smith movie, which is about slavery, he plays a slave, is now being taken out of Georgia. They're 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 following through with the boycott. So perhaps I was wrong in saying they wouldn't leave. Perhaps they're showing a little stakeholder capitalism. Well, you scooped me a little bit because... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, it's okay. I was going to say that quote that the guy said, we both, we usually don't have the same stories, but this one we did. He says, uh, we cannot in good conscience provide economic support to a government that enacts regressive voting laws that are designed to restrict voter access. This is Mr. Smith's company, Westbrook, said that. And... Um, they actually really even went further with that crazy talk. It was it said <laughs> it said they compared the new bill to restrictions passed during the end of Reconstruction that prevented many black Americans from voting. This is because you need a driver's license number, right? 
Moving the yeah. ballot boxes makes no sense. Those drop boxes, which is a brand new thing that just emerged in yeah. 2020 for the most part, are now just being at the same places that you're allowed to vote. And the precinct size has gone down to 2,000. Think about 2,000 people. That's not a big area. You are going to be able to probably walk to that place. So it's just about having to write your driver's license number on the envelope. That's all it is. That's there. It, it's an, really an insult to people who suffered during those reconstruction days, suffered disenfranchisement to talk about that way. But really, the point is that the reason there's a big film presence in Atlanta is because there are really sizable tax breaks. So when yeah. Will Smith suggests that his company is supporting the government, is economically supporting the government, maybe it's economically supporting the community, maybe, but the fact is the taxpayers have given them relative privilege over other businesses for some time. It so really I would has. say the government is providing economic support to him. And because of that, I'm thinking this unless they change those laws, which they might quietly change those laws just to devastate that sector and make us make it look like it was effective boycotting, like depends on how deep the corruption goes there. But if not, money talks. And I'll say this. If you're a conservative filmmaker, if you're an aspiring conservative conservative filmmaker, there is no better time to go to Atlanta and produce film. There is a hungry market of conservatives or people that not even just conservatives, people who are in the center and just fed up with Hollywood being so involved in everything, thinking they have the moral high ground and controlling the content with, with just filling it with propaganda. Your opportunity is now. Well, that makes me want to hear about the last story of the free 30 where project veritas talk about a conservative filmmaker (laughs) he released a new video exposing some stuff at cnn but i'm interested in what binkley has to say is the big what to watch out for that came out of that reveal and in the patron 15 binkley and i both have thoughts on the deeper meaning of the johnson and johnson vaccine suspension plus who is hunter biden gaslighting and what does gaslighting mean again (laughs) that's all in the patron 15 but of course i would first like to thank the sponsor of today's show this is a, a new sponsor as you heard last time we gave them a shout out last week it's cat and jackie who are big big fans of the show big members of our community patron saints you've met them in the disappearing patron parties if you've attended any of those the zoom calls they're uh participate in our patron sponsored discord server and they are the ultimate pink pilled people so the red pill is when the Scales have fallen from your eyes. The white pill is when you still have hope for the future. And I've coined the pink pill. And that's kind of the perfect title for these two girls. They got together, connected over these joint mutual values. And they started the sweetest little store. It's called youareloved.store. Y-O-U-A-R-E-L-O-V-E-D dot S-T-O-R-E. And if you go to the You Are Loved store, you will find a very beautiful, simple design that tells people in your life that you are loved. They're going to come out with more designs, but right now they have a beautiful line of gifts that I personally think is 
perfect for Mother's Day, for your mother, for the mother of your children, for your mother-in-law, or in my case, sisters and friends who are mothers. It's very simple, not expensive. You can get a nice t-shirt or drink cup. And uh, as they say, wear your heart on your sleeve with a t-shirt or drink up the love from a love mug. And I think they're great. Mother's Day is very early this year. It's May 9th. So I suggest right now, today, you pick a couple of the great designs. You can choose your color and send that out so you don't have to worry about it. And your mom knows that she is loved. I think it's really perfect. So go to youareloved.store and pick what you like. Send it to the mother who you love. And this is also for, I mean, this isn't just for Mother's Day, but I just think it's, I'm giving you the heads up. Mother's Day is coming. So we love Cat and Jackie. And what's the we date again for Mother's Day? Mother's Day is May 9th. So May it's going to take a week or two to get this stuff okay. out. So you should order it and just send it. And it's, you know, it's, it's not expensive, but it really, it's nice. And it'll last, unlike flowers, which will not last. So <laughs> my mother hates flowers. She's like, they just die. Who wants yeah. dying things? <laughs> so if you're not going to sell her a potted azalea, send her a potted azalea, you're going to send her, <laughs> I'm going to send her a little. So she puts ice in her wine. Like what, whatever wine she's <laughs> drinking. Yeah, she wants you to fill the whole thing up with ice and then put wine. It's gross. But I am going to send her a little. It's like a wine. They have the UR Love store. Dot store has a little cup. It's like a wine cup, but it's like insulated like a coffee cup. And I'm going to send my mother that for her two ounces of wine and in eight ounces of ice. And she'll love it. She says, Monica gave me this. It's cute. She loves me. That's what she's going to say. That's awesome. I, I love the ice me. wine. Oh, yeah. It's, it'll make you cringe. Anyway, so and if so, please support our sponsors. They support us. And if you want to see what, what our sponsors are, who they are, click right through or find merchandise from us to buy. You can go to thepropreport.com. There's a shop button. Hit the shop button. You can either go through to our store or look at our sponsors, uh, links to our sponsors. And what we'd really like you to do it is share the show Tuesday. It would be a great thing for you to share it on social media to go to wherever you're listening to this show your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a five-star review. We are still getting referrals from the big guys like iTunes, Spotify, and stuff like that. Who knows how long that will last? Please support us there. And then there is that super fun thing that Andrew Mickelson did for us, which is he uh, shouted us out to Tim Pool and along with the, with um, No Agenda. And then Tim Pool played it. No Agenda played it. We played it. It was very fun. So if you ever want to take a clip of our show and send it to your favorite podcast or tell another podcast to shout us out, we would be very grateful. And that is it. If you don't want to hear all these promos, even though uh, they're usually pretty nice, you get turned on to some cool stuff yeah. you can find a propaganda report t-shirt or you are loved cup but if you've heard if you've heard enough of that you can become a patron patreon.com slash propaganda report you never hear the promos again but you do get 45 minutes of uninterrupted drive time news blast every day so with that on with the last story of the free 30 Project Veritas released a new video today. Project Veritas, the undercover investigative journalist. And the video was inside of CNN. And the part of it that I saw, I don't know if there's more. There might be more. But what I've seen is a video of a guy named Charlie Chester, which is an interesting <laughs> name. Charlie Chester from CNN. 
Mm-hmm. He is a technical director, and I actually recognize him, so he must be on camera from time to time. But in the video, he can be heard saying stuff like, Biden made stuff or we made stuff up about Biden because we were trying to make him look young. We we wanted our focus was to get Trump out of there. So we'd bring in experts who just just say whatever. He openly admitted that what they were doing was propaganda. He used the term propaganda. We all know that it was an acknowledgement from somebody on the inside. So they're not all just stupid. They are aware that they're spreading propaganda and He emphasized in the video that our goal was to get Trump out at no cost. And then he said, the next goal is climate change. And climate change is going to be the next COVID. We're going to push it just as hard as soon as the public is ready to accept it. So once the Overton window gets there, they're going to hit it hard with climate change, they say. Yeah, that I mean, I think you identified that a year ago as how I mean, they're they were so hot and heavy with the climate change. They took a pause. They took a pause on the school shootings. That stuff is all going to come yeah. back. But it's no coincidence, probably, that they finally decided, like in the same vein as the messaging bills you've explained to us, they've finally started to talk about solar radiation management openly. So that Tucker Carlson, whose father was a paid propaganda chief for the U.S. government, he came out and said, what nerve Bill Gates wants to reflect the sun's rays? Who does he think he is? God. And of course, Tucker Carlson will leave the door open for someone to say, well, we need a global solution and it has to happen above the democratic process because people like you are so stupid that you would rather die for liberty than live on a planet that can survive you know that's the kind of thing that's coming and and that just opens the debate it opens the debate and i would like to say the debate should back up a little bit and say you know where's the science the debate's going to be about rights but you don't even have to get that far because i just like the covid stuff you i get stuck on the science i don't even have to debate ideology with you well and as we learned yesterday the fundamental laws of physics that we understand could completely change it. <laughs> Perfect. So you can't always just trust the science. So that's why they have little signs on little flags on the articles. Like this article is two years old. Are you sure you want to read it? It's like, well, cause you know, the laws yeah. of physics might change in the, right. in the yeah, next yeah. years. So I've just have a couple of quick shout outs and then on to the patient 15, where we'll get into a little bit more about science and the vaccines, for example. I would like to thank our newest patrons, Mindy and Jeffrey. And I would like a big shout out from B, which by coincidence is uh, somebody we're going to be referring to in the conversation about the vax. He had some very, very interesting thoughts about that. His He has a shout out quickie. He says, to all the freedom lovers that don't need a benevolent leader to tell them what they can and can't do. And our our statewide mask mandate ends today. I think this was a little bit old. B was talking about their statewide mask mandate ending. I do not think that we are in that boat out here in California, but he is cheersing you that you do not need a benevolent leader to tell you what you can do. Thanks, B. And we'll be talking more about you and the patient 15. 
Awesome. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we publish every single time we publish a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. You can also find us at rockfin.com slash propaganda report. We will talk to you all on the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.